We've made it to another Christmas, our eighth one together as the Christmas Past family. Wherever you may be, and whoever you may be celebrating with, and however you may celebrate the day, I hope it's a special day, filled with warmth and love and magic, with togetherness and laughter, with warm memories and the makings of new ones. It's Christmas Day, and I want to wish you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We talked a lot this season about when the Christmas season actually begins and ends. In the 12 Days of Christmas episode, we talked about how these days we generally ease into the season just after Halloween, and then go full steam just after Thanksgiving. However, traditionally, the season would begin on Christmas Day and stretch through Twelfth Night. We also talked about how we Americans are missing out on Boxing Day the day after Christmas, which is a proper holiday in England. All of which is to say that today doesn't necessarily have to be the end of your Christmas season if you don't want it to be. Even if you disregard the 12 days and Boxing Day, I'll bet you'll still do like most people do and leave up your decorations for another week or so. But this is the last time you'll be hearing from me for the 2023 season. So let's enjoy one more gather round the fire as we take a look back at the sights and sounds, the news and events that made this Christmas what it was because soon, Christmas of 2023 will belong to Christmas past. I'll start with a personal note. Now that this season of episodes is completed, I can let you in on something. This season of Christmas past almost didn't happen. The truth is, this has been a very difficult and painful year for me personally. And for the first time since the podcast began, there was a real chance that I wasn't going to be able to produce another season. It was often a struggle to find the time and the motivation for the podcast. I really had to dig deep. But I kept reminding myself just how much Christmas past, and Christmas itself, and all of you mean to me. How we've created something special together that's worth pulling for, even if it's much harder than usual. So I'm very grateful, more so than in other years, to have gotten to spend another Christmas season with all of you. Now, on a more upbeat note, we can turn to the world of quirky Christmas news for 2023. A few news outlets reported a growing trend. Children using PowerPoint to create slide decks detailing their Christmas wish lists. Honestly, I'm surprised this is a new trend. PowerPoint, or whatever equivalent presentation software, is pretty old technology at this point. And hey, back in the day, we would just circle items in the Sears wishbook. Kids these days, you know? And have you heard about Christmas tree syndrome? It's a thing now, apparently, and fairly recently identified. It's a set of symptoms like coughing, sneezing, and itching that affects some people due to there being a Christmas tree in the house. I can relate to that this year. As I'm recording this just a few days before Christmas, you might be able to tell from the way I sound that I'm a little under the weather. Not from my Christmas tree, though. Just a common cold I caught from my son. Comes with the territory of having a three-year-old. And anyway, most years we have an artificial tree. Though I do love a freshly cut blue spruce, so maybe next year I'll throw caution to the wind and risk a case of Christmas tree syndrome. The sad news this year for anyone hoping for a white Christmas is that if you live in any state other than Alaska, there is basically no hope of having one. Did you know, by the way, there is an official definition of white Christmas? According to the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, there needs to be at least one inch of snow on the ground on December 25th to qualify. Over to the world of movies, we had the usual onslaught of made-for-TV romances from the likes of Hallmark, Lifetime, Great American Family, Up TV, Ion, and on and on. Just dozens and dozens of them, all of them apparently sharing the same ten actors and three plotlines. Amazon Prime offered up the new Eddie Murphy comedy Candy Cane Lane. 
We had Best Christmas Ever from Netflix and Dashing Through the Snow from Disney. As in most recent years, there are just far too many Christmas movies to possibly keep up with, so I'll just tell you my pick of the season. It was the wonderful The Holdovers. It was only in theaters, but that is my idea of a Christmas movie done very well and proof that you can successfully venture outside the typical fare we get every season. In the world of music, we lost some giants this year. The great Tony Bennett passed away in July. He made a major contribution to Christmas music with his 1968 album Snowfall. I grew up hearing him on many of the compilation vinyl LPs that we owned. His rendition of Santa Claus is Coming to Town will always be the definitive version for me. Sinead O'Connor also passed away in July. And you might not immediately think of Christmas when you hear that name, but look up her rendition of Silent Night or listen to her version of I Believe in You on a very special Christmas volume, too. And most recently, legendary frontman for the Pogues, Shane McGowan, passed away. His talent and contribution to music just cannot be overstated. And his song, Fairy Tale of New York, has become a Christmas classic. It climbed the UK charts when news of his passing spread in late November. In happier music news, Brenda Lee's Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree went to number one on Billboard's Hot 100 chart for the first time in 2023, 65 years after its initial release. That's the longest journey to number one of any song ever, and it also makes 78-year-old Brenda Lee the oldest artist ever to have a number one on the Hot 100. For new music, the biggest splash would have to be the album simply titled Christmas from the artist simply named Cher. That album featured duets with Stevie Wonder and Darlene Love, and I really like the one she did with Cyndi Lauper. We had other new music this year from Michael Bolton, Brandy, Pentatonix, Seth MacFarlane, and Samara Joy, among many others, including more of a Solstice or Winter album from A Winter Union called Sooner After Solstice. It's definitely worth checking out. But my personal pick of the season, and second place isn't even close, is Gregory Porter's Christmas Wish. You mark my words, that one is destined to become a classic. Now as for this podcast, the Christmas Past family continues to grow. I saw some very encouraging feedback early in the season about just how many of you are out there, and I'm grateful to each of you for spending the season with me. I was also very grateful to be invited to appear on the History Channel show, The Toys That Built America. They did an episode about Santa Claus and asked me to come on as a commentator. It was a lot of fun. It's Season 3, Episode 8 of that show, in case you care to take a look for it. I was also very excited to appear on NPR in Texas earlier this month. As a big NPR listener, that was a real honor. And finally, I had to get over being starstruck when I interviewed Christopher Knight, who played Peter Brady on The Brady Bunch, for an episode this season. All in all, it was another lovely season of bringing you the backstories to your favorite Christmas traditions and sharing your Christmas memories. I hope you enjoyed it. As for things here at Christmas Past Headquarters, we have, for the second year running, carried on our entirely made-up and somewhat silly tradition of the Christmas goose for our son Dashiell. I think this is the year when the light is starting to dawn on him what Christmas is all about. Although, whenever I suggest we watch a Christmas special, he protests that he'd rather watch Sesame Street or The Pajanimals. I think next year he'll be all in. But the Christmas goose visits every night to leave a small gift hanging from the branches of the Christmas tree, along with a note sharing some of the goings-on at the Enchanted Pond where she lives. Also, for the second year in a row, I've taken it upon myself to carry on my mother's tradition of creating a gingerbread house from scratch, using the same recipe and even the same template she used for years when I was growing up. 
And as in any Christmas, I continue my search for the perfect Christmas pudding and mince pie recipe. Seems like every year I try a few, and I'm getting closer. This year I tried making Delia Smith's Christmas pudding, which I quite liked. Overall, we've had a very nice season. Trying to get in as many festive events as we can, take in as many sights and sounds and flavors, watch some movies, spend some time, celebrate together. I hope you've been able to do the same. Thank you for listening to Christmas Past, and thanks to everyone who wrote in to say hi, who shared a Christmas memory, who engaged on social media, who told a friend about the show, who left a review, who bought a copy of the book. It all means a lot to me. I'll be back again next year, and maybe here and there throughout the year. We'll see. But I'm never far. You know where to find me. You can reach me any time of year at christmaspastpodcast at gmail.com or connect with me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And join our private Christmas Past Facebook group if you haven't yet for our year-round family celebration. This is Brian Earle signing off for 2023, wishing you a very Merry Christmas. And until we meet again, may your days be merry and bright.